0: Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with
1: Scott Watson. If I could walk with the
0: animals, talk with the animals,
1: grunt, squeak, squawk with the animals. And they
0: could squeak and squawk and speak and
1: talk to me. Well, it is not possible to talk to the animals, but... We can talk to the animal keepers. And this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with Travis Kurtz. He's with the John Ball Zoo. What animals do you keep, Travis? Hi
0: there. Yeah, I mostly take care of reptiles and amphibians. And occasionally uh, I'll work with uh, some of the primates that we have here at the zoo.
1: How did you get into taking care of reptiles and amphibians?
0: Well... Growing up as a little kid, I loved flipping over logs and, you know, looking through the long grass for frogs and snakes and lizards and salamanders. Um, And then, you know, growing up into into school and through high school, I thought, you know, I should do a responsible, you know, normal job. Um, But during my junior year of college, I just kind of got the itch to, to pursue my childhood dream and got an internship at a local zoo uh, down in Austin, Texas, where I was going to school, and just absolutely fell in love with it, and ever since then, I haven't looked back.
1: Of the animals that you keep, are there any that you enjoy more than others? Well, it is, it's really hard to, to pick favorites.
0: Um, you know, obviously, working with all these animals, I develop an affinity for pretty much all of them um but i am especially partial to uh our mangrove monitor lizards and also some of our uh, salamander species
1: so tell me about the mangrove monitor lizards
0: yeah so monitor lizards are in that same group of lizards as komodo dragons So they're all pretty big. They're all carnivores. Um, Mangrove monitors are found on a number of island chains in the South Pacific. So the Mariana Islands, the Marshall Islands, uh, New Guinea, so that area. Um, And ours are just over a year old. Uh, We have one male and one female. And we we got them a few months after they hatched. And so we've had, you know, the the pleasure of um, being able to work with them from the time that they were just these itty bitty, you know, not much more than a foot long wizards. And we'll, you know, hopefully have them for the, you know, their whole lives and we'll get to see them grow and mature. And uh, it's a really cool opportunity. They're actually an animal that I uh, get to spend some time training. So right now um, we're mostly working on just getting them comfortable with uh, us being able to handle them you know, without having to restrain them. So trying to reduce the amount of stress any time we have to pick up the lizards.
1: Here's is the voice of Travis Kurtz. He's with the John Balzui. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. The idea of training reptiles and amphibians doesn't sound like the easiest thing in practice. Is that dangerous?
0: <laughs> well, you know, like we, like we always tell guests, anything with the mouth can bite you. Right. So, from that level, you know, it's about the same as anything else. Uh, we just try and keep ourselves and the animals in situations where everyone involved is safe and comfortable. Um, so, I wouldn't say, you know, it's uh, particularly uh, more dangerous than, you know, training a lot of other animals. The one, one of the big differences um, is that I do enter, uh, the enclosure with the animal. Um, but you know, because we've, our team's been working with them for so long now, um, we've gotten pretty good at learning the cues of the animals and, uh, seeing those behaviors that they are stressed or don't want to continue the training session. Um, so when that happens, we, you know, we end the session because uh, giving those animals some choice and control is you know a huge part of what we're trying to do here in our training program. And as long as you do that, you know, it's a, it's a pretty safe setup.
1: That was kind of my next question. When you enter the enclosure, like, do you look over at them and can you tell whether or not they want you there today?
0: Um yeah you know we have a a pretty good idea of the the body postures or the different types of movements that the the lizards will make if they're you know feeling especially threatened or defensive or anything like that so yeah whenever we enter the enclosure to, to work with them we're always you know looking over at them and keeping an eye on them to make sure that um That they're going to be safe and that we're going to be safe just, you know, doing whatever it is we need to do, whether it's cleaning or training or feeding them or anything, really.
1: Travis Kurtz is a keeper with the John Ball Zoo in Grand Rapids. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. You can hear my interview with Travis and all of our interviews at WHTC.com and 24 hours a day, wherever you access high-quality entertainment, whether that be Apple, Google, Spotify, or elsewhere. We wind up with Travis Kurtz this morning. I suppose, since we've been talking about safety, have you ever bitten one of the animals, or have they ever bitten you?
0: (laughs) You know, I... Generally, don't put my mouth anywhere near the animals, so I have not bitten any of the animals. Um, But I have indeed been bitten by some of our lizards that we have at the zoo. Um, A lot of the times, it's you know it's a little lizard when we have to move them, and they're trying to uh, display their displeasure at being picked up. Sometimes they latch onto a finger or something like that, and that's you know not especially unpleasant. It's just kind of a strong pinch. Um, but with the larger animals, really, we do our best to try and keep away from the sharp parts, as it were.
1: He is Travis Kurtz from the John Ball Zoo in Grand Rapids. We appreciate the visit this morning on Hearing Voices.